This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk, and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Cameron McPherson. Cameron is a technologist and futurist who is passionate about social advancement. His primary project is the Next Giant Leap, which promotes open source blueprints for systems that can solve resource scarcity and climate change. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Roman. Glad to be here. Thanks for jumping on. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? So this project started about eight years back um, when I was having a discussion um, with a few lawyer friends of mine about, you know, why we spend so much money and resources on, you know, war and conflict and things like that. And it kind of just, you know, hit us that this is all really over resources. And, you know, a lot of our positions globally and, um, and conflicts throughout history have really been for resource acquisition. And even though I work in technology as a software developer, my background academically is in humanities where I focus on war crimes. And it just realized, it kind of just hit me that we really have the technical means today to solve you know, the underlying drive for resource acquisition, which is basically, you know, we create alliances with uh, foreign nations or, you know, engage in conflicts with them for an easy acquisition of resources. And I build large-scale information systems for a living. And I just couldn't get it out of my head that why hadn't we done this? Why hadn't we uh, use the technical means that we've done to say like communication to evolve, you know, from the pen and paper or printing press to like cell phones and internet and things like that. Why haven't we done that with, with resources and energy technologies? And as I kept diving deeper into it, I realized that the capabilities at our fingertips were actually far and away greater than I thought they were. And the next giant leap project was created a, <clears throat> in a way that would kind of provide blueprints for how we could deploy energy technologies in a, kind of a strategic format, um, a system that would allow it to kind of operate greater than the sum of its parts and generate enough energy, clean energy at a low enough cost that we could cost effectively synthesize what I believe are the five critical resources for our civilization. And that's water, food, fuel, electricity, and building materials. And the project is kind of walks you through an, an A to Z breakthrough break, breakdown of how that can be achieved, how it can be funded. And it's kind of put into, into um, to, to borrow a term from the, the software industry, into kind of an open source capacity. So nothing's really patented. It's not this, you know, special box or like special system that you have to like, you know, buy from anyone. Most of these technologies, in fact, all of them exist today. Um, and it's really kind of the, the overarching strategy of how we go about it that really kind of makes it happen. Um, and that has been uh, just that journey arc um, from, from the start. Um, and it kind of ended up, ended up here 
um, in the, the, the project that, that exists today. That's awesome. And kind of, you know, in the beginning of your career, even when you were younger, is technology and, you know, development something you wanted to get into, especially something that was cause-based? Um, there, there are there are definitely uh, passions that I've wanted to um, integrate technology and in, in kind of social science to. Um, it kind of cut my teeth in that regards, working for anti-poaching foundations um, out in East Africa. Um, not on the ground, not in the field, but, you know, um, building their information systems, their payment systems, um, you know, as a technology consultant for equipment used in the field and things and, and, and things of that nature, um, which really kind of, uh, you know, lit a little, lit a little bit of a fire under me. It was kind of just amazing of what we were able to accomplish, even though I'd never actually been on the continent. Um, and it, it, it creates a, a sense of purpose um, that you really don't get from, you know, getting a paycheck, if, if that makes sense. It, it gives you more of a, um, uh, of a value and appreciation for what you can do if you invest time in it. Um, and it, you know, validated a sense of drive that, you know, if you continue working at this, if you can, you continue swinging that hammer enough times, it might take 50,000 swings, but 500 a day, they add up. Um, and you can eventually create something that, you know, um, is capable of, if not achieving the goal that you set out, but it, it does create a stepping stone to get further towards that goal. And that's something tangible and, um, and inspiring and definitely keeps you going. Yeah, I agree. So what motivates you to succeed? Um, you know, it, it's almost, uh, uh, sometimes when I think about it, it's, it's almost funny. I get, I get a little, uh, upset or maybe upset is not the right word. Disappointed that, I won't be able to explore space and the solar system and, um, uh, you know, a greater universe in my lifetime because we're held back by, um, in my opinion, outdated mindsets and um, kind of they're cynical and not really investing in our uh, collective capabilities that, you know, when you see something like, um, you know, like a show, like, or read a book like called The Expanse or any other sort of, you know, um, sci-fi sort of, you know, future forward sort of thing that, um, the, the, I'll miss that. And that, and there's nothing I can do to stop that or, or change that, you know, in my lifetime. Um, and that's, you know, not all of it, but that is something that whenever I think about that, I, you know, grinds my gears a little bit because I, I would want to have that sense of exploration like past generations did when they sailed, when they sailed around an unexplored world and things like that, that there is a sense of exploration that I think that, you know, is, 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 is lost on our time and it, it shouldn't be. And there's no reason why it should be. And there's no reason why we continue to devote trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars to, you know, means of destruction, whereas we could devote them to build systems that, you know, not only increase the quality of life for everyone, but also ascend us civilizationally to a higher tier. And when I think about that and viewed in that lens, there is like an endless well of purpose that kind of flows from that, that gets me you know, engage to continue to want to spend my time working on it. Because while I may not necessarily be able to solve that underlying problem, I might 
be able to give something back to this life that a subsequent generation can. Yeah, I agree. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like you're you're making do with what you have, you know, what you're given and, and solve a problem. I think everyone, regardless of what they, you know, do can have an impact, regardless, like you mentioned, kind of the the ripple, uh, you know, the the ripple effect kind of when you're working with a nonprofit, you know, if you think you can't do something or you think your contribution is kind of too small or you can't achieve anything by yourself, you don't necessarily know that until you try and then doing things numerous times and getting somewhere because like, you know, anything that is rewarding takes time and, and effort to achieve. 100%. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's also, um, and it was actually, it's actually your hat that, that, that reminds me of this, where the hat says, I am revolution. Technology is such a force multiplier of what a single human being can do, especially if they engage themselves in the right way for the right reasons, for the right cause. Um, that, you know, you, you, you talk to thousands of people and right now my voice is being heard by thousands of people from my office and, you know, technology makes that happen. And technology is, you know, why we know who, uh, you know, uh, Malala Yousaf is, um, you know, that, that, that young girl in Afghanistan that, you know, kind of became a, um, just a rallying cry for, you know, the, 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 I, the, I keep thinking like the better angels of our nature, you know, as, 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 as Lincoln said, but, but more of like, you know, the things that, you know, exist within us that are worth promoting and, um, and cherishing and fighting for, and we can extend ourselves, you know, far greater than our own, you know, physical beings through technology. And it's been an ascendant course from there. And, you know, a single person can now be a revolution if they want to be and want to um, kind of connect on, you know, the right wavelengths to, you know, promote the social change that they think, you know, is worthy and, and will make the, you know, the world a better place. Yeah, I agree. And it's like twofold. I mean, you can amplify change and good, or you can use it to, you know, pr- uh, you know, promote negativity and hate or use it for destruction. You're not, cor- so. you're not, you're not wrong. That is true. So what's one thing that you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? You know, um, it's, it, it's funny um, that, that, that you ask that because I am guilty of, I wouldn't say the word, we probably shouldn't use the word guilty, um, that kind of traditional nerd stereotype that, you know, you're good at technology, but people are difficult sort of thing. Yeah, I'm definitely afflicted by that. That's something that, um, you know, information systems always made sense to me. People are way harder. Um, and there's, you know, I've always kind of been envious of people that have that instant emotional nuance that they can just read people. And, oh, I know what they, that's what they said, but they really mean this. And like, but, but wait, how, how do you do that? You know, there's always kind of been that, um, uh, uh, you know, that weakness in me that's I've constantly tried to harp on to make into a strength. And, you know, it, my level of success, I think has been pretty good. You know, now that I'm, you know, my thirties have um, kind of gotten out of that old nerdy shell that was, you know, uh, I was in back in the day, but, you know, it, it's kind of shifted my focus into a much more of like a third person, large scale, like, okay, so now, you know, understand how human beings work or, you know, how do they work on a large scale? You know, how does, you know, you know, the person is one thing, how do, how do people work? Um, and, 
that's kind of continually amplified that focus of, you know, realistically, I believe human beings operate at the core on need. And by um, satisfying, you know, the core needs of people, or at least reducing them, it amplifies their own capability to be their best selves. You know, if, um, you know, just for an example, if no one ever had to pay for like water or electricity or food ever again, how much more money would they have in their pocket to, um, you know, create something? Could they take a, maybe a, a, a job that gave them more free time to work on their art or their music or um, whatever other initiatives that they felt worthy of their lives? I, I think yes. Um, and, you know, they kind of focus on using technology to like eradicate need. I don't think could have come with, with, without having like a, a certain sense of struggle to, you know, grasp, um, you know, people um, as, you know, as, as, as themselves. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, for me personally, I think I gotten a lot better at understanding situations and dealing with people differently of all walks of life by the experiences, bad and good in terms of developing and strengthening my uh, emotional IQ and empathy. So I think it's mm-hmm. like one of those soft skills that really helps you understand what makes people tick and kind of create a camaraderie and create more of a unison and really understand like, you know, somebody can be going through something and you have to be knowledgeable of that, but you can still kind of overcome that, understand them, and then, you know, work to whatever that thing that you're working on together towards. Yeah. And I want to harp on what you said there, empathy. You know, I feel like empathy is a, is a really underappreciated currency in today's world, you know, almost like social media makes us colder. Um, you know, we, you know, like the first rule on like a Reddit thread is like, remember the person. I think that's, you know, that's really smart because we forget that and we forget that, you know, okay, maybe this person's being a jerk today, but maybe they're not a jerk. Maybe, you know, maybe their dog's sick or the kid's sick or, you know, they're, they're, they're something, something bad happened. You know, maybe they got fired. You know, you never know what's going on in someone's head. And, we make snap judgments. Oh, this person is X, Y, Z, or I didn't like that interaction. So I'm going to go view this person through a negative lens. Whereas a sense of empathy, you know, it, it almost kind of gets that like venerable wisdom of like, um, uh, you know, an, an elder that you might respect in your life. It's like, well, let's hold on a second. Let's t- t- take a minute, you know, let's see what's going on, you know, give him, give him some opportunity, give him some space to kind of be comfortable in the moment. And, you know, they're human too. They've, they've, they've complex lives and uh, let's, let's be a little bit more empathetic about what, what could be making, you know, their, their behavior, the personality, what it is in that moment in time. Um, and that's an incredibly powerful tool, you know, as you mentioned that I think uh, is, you know, we would do all of ourselves a service to, you know, be mindful of, um, as you know, we go through our day-to-day interactions, not just ourselves, but also like externally, you know, I mean, politically and socially, you know, in these times. Yeah, I agree. And kind of taking a step back and like putting that into the equation. I mean, I've had somebody in terms of, uh, brain, uh, health and kind of, a focus person on where he helps, you know, executives, make better decisions that aren't driven by emotion. So if you aren't developing that emotional IQ, you can have a loaded response on face value. But if you take a step back, 
really analyze the situation or scenario and take the emotion out of it also and then look at the facts, what's going on, what they're dealing with, what you're dealing with, you can really come to a better decision and conclusion if you take that kind of mindset. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, very well said. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional? Um, I, I think I could probably, it would probably cover both personal and professional. Um, it, you, you know, it's the old adage that um, if, if, you, if you continue to invest your time in it, um, and if you really believe in it and you really put your time and effort into learning it and investing in yourself, you will succeed in one way or another. It may not be exactly how you thought you might succeed, but it'll come out in different ways. Um, and, you know, it's really easy to get discouraged. Um, and I do fundamentally believe that like defeat with something like an, that you, you know, over time, you know, defeat doesn't really come from what others say about you. It's what you say about you. It's, you know, kicking out those, you know, the, 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 the haters and the doubts in your own head to say like, Oh, this is so hard. I'll never get it. Oh, this is like, uh, this is, you know, a waste of my time. And, you know, there are some projects that probably aren't worth, you know, pursuing. It's not that everything is worth pursuing, but if it's something that you really honestly do care about, um, you know, hit it and don't give up. Like that is, you know, uh, I taught myself software development. You know, there's a lot of times I, th- I thought about kicking the bucket and it's like, absolutely not. I'm done with this, but I, I didn't. And, you know, now it's, you know, my, my, my livelihood. Um, and there's, there's times when I thought that this project would never go anywhere or just be laughed at. Um, and I said, no, I'm not going to entertain that. And I, I continue to stick with it. And, you know, sometimes you might need to get up for a weekend and just go for a drive or, you know, hang out with friends and forget about it for a few days. So let your brain refresh, but come back to it and continue to swing that hammer. Um, and you'll make something from it that, you know, it, it's said so often by people that have succeeded that is, it is almost cliche, but it is true. And it has been proven true time and time and time and time and time and time again um, that, you know, you got to find that well and find that well of drive. But if you can, you will manifest something worthwhile from it. Yeah, I agree. And any endeavor is never kind of, you know, just, you know, a losing effort. Even if you failed at something, you take the learnings and then either pivot or re, you know, invent whatever you need to reinvent in order to apply it to whatever you're trying to do. And I think success isn't, uh, you know, a stationary destination, or at least not for me. I mean, it's always a moving target based on your current interests, you know, where you at in life, other variables. So I think that's also important as well. Yeah, definitely. And, um, it, you know, the, the journey is definitely part of it. Um, and it might shift you from, where you thought you'd be going, but you might like that new position better. You might meet allies or, um, you know, friends or relationships or connections or learn new skills that may not necessarily be, um, you know, really important in that moment, but might come really in handy later. Uh, And, you know, that kind of that passion to keep learning and improving yourself, a kind of a doctrine of continual improvement, um, so to speak, you know, will 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 do always do you a service even if it doesn't necessarily you know appear uh, that way at that time you know as opposed to sitting down and just you know 
watching TV and just vegging yourself out when you're done from work every day. And sometimes that's okay. But, you know, you know, you, you, you get the life you invest in, you know, just like we get the society we invest in. And, you know, when you continue to, 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 to love yourself enough and believe yourself in, 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 in yourself enough to continue to build and improve. I mean, look, look, I'll challenge anyone to try that. Then look back three years from when you started and tell me that your life is not better. Yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, I've said on my show and other interviews, I think the complacency is the death of innovation. So if you become stagnant, totally, I, stagnant, I like that line. Stop, stop redefining, stop learning. You, you start dying in a way. I mean, I, like you said, you're, you know, self-taught, self-made. I had a pivot because of the 2008 recession into digital marketing and learn it myself and then eventually get fortune 500 clients direct role start my own company and when you told me maybe in college okay you're going to go this different route i was like no no i would never believe you but taking that leap of faith and doing it out of necessity and keep learning and redefining yourself opens up doors and different avenues both of interest and you know potential opportunities as well definitely you know look at you now i mean like <laughs> who would have thought like we'll be doing podcasts but you know it's a again new connections, new experiences, new knowledge, you know, uh, uh, and complacency is the death of innovation. I'm, I, I might, I might borrow that. You know, that's very good. I like that. Yeah. I don't know where I got it. It's not, you can, you can borrow that. I didn't create that. I forget where I got it. I would probably Google it and maybe attribute it to the original source, but, but um, it, it's so true. So I, I always love saying that. And I would guess the original source probably doesn't care who it's attributed to as long as it's said, you know, cause he's right or she's right. Um, and it's, uh, there's a, there's a lot of capability out there, a lot of, you know, of of tools and methods that, you know, we can engage in ourselves now and others, um, to kind of keep this ball rolling. And, you know, if it continues, hell, maybe I'll prove myself wrong and maybe I will get to, you know, you know, uh, leave, you know, and leave Earth's atmosphere and, you know, space tourism, who knows? That's, that's like a definitely very high on my bucket list. But, um, and there's stuff like that, that, you know, we could, we could do as long as we continue to push progress forward, you know, for ourselves and for others. Yeah. And I think it's kind of taking initiative and solving a problem yourself and not looking for others to do it, regardless of what it is or how big or small it is. And kind of being the change in whatever you're looking to undertake, because if you start waiting, okay, I want to do this, or I want to solve this, or I have this pain point, I, you know, somebody will come up with that idea and solve it or start a company that would address it. You may be waiting a long time, or that idea that you had may have, you know, impacted and changed the world. But if you don't run with it and take that initiative and that leap, it's never going to happen. No, it won't. It's totally true. So I really appreciate you jumping on today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Sure. Um, you can go to uh, nextgiantleap.org.org. Um, and what that website is, is it breaks down this entire project. Um, this, the framework that the, the project promotes is called Universal Energy. Um, and you can learn all about how it works. You can read it online. You can buy a print copy of the book. Um, that's, you know, very detailed graphics and, you know, colors and things like that. But if you don't want to buy anything, you don't have to, you can read it for free online. I've, I insist always on, on giving a free copy away. Um, 
and you just click on the universal energy link in the upper left hand corner or the print copy in the upper left hand corner to get the full work but the front page will give you the full breakdown of how it works uh, what it does and how it can make the world a better place um works on desktop mobile 100 um and i built it to be you know very accessible you don't need a technical background to read it um it's just really about showing how technology can make all of our lives better Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thanks. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.